All right, good to spend time with uh, Brandon Vogel. The Iron Horse is uh, bundled up. Gary got the memo. Is with us. Yeah, got the boys. Hey, uh, Beanie Saturday. Uh, the other Brian says, uh, Bloody Marys for all my friends. That Gary, sounds damn tasty this morning. A Bloody Gary, can we can we see your strings on your hoodie? We got thick strings, me and Chris, thin string. Elijah, where you at? Thick? thick. Yes. I've got yeah. – uh, I'm representing the Chiefs today. Are you going oh. down tonight or no? Yeah, no, I have basketball duty at the same time. But I uh, would you though? Like, yes. would you? Yes. So no, you no. Know, I In would. this crap. Yes. So a friend oh, of mine. Um, it's not that we, we share some tickets for <laughs> Chiefs games. No, it's here's not the that deal. important. No, what? no. Hey, look at you talking. Did you not go to the uh, Nebraska Oklahoma Big Twelve Big Twelve Championship game in Hell that no. stadium? Hell no. I thought you did. I did. I was I did in a not. suite yeah. though. Hey, this is this is what you have to do. First of all, it's your football team. It's a playoff game. It might have been the last. I mean, might be the last time you see them play. You just got to put a little Vaseline on your face. You go and get some cardboard and memory foam so you can stand on it. You get the coveralls. You're fine. Jeez, we we all stick together in most kinds of ways. Great take. Most don't don't forget the most important part: uh, a healthy amount of Jack Daniels. Flash. Elijah's going with the flask. Yeah. I mean, have, we've all heard the stories of uh, trips to the Big 12 championship game in that stadium, right? No? I mean, I, I went as a you – know, I covered it, so but I was not outside. I, one of my favorite stories is – What's your story? Uh, a guy, a, a good friend of mine who who was smart and moved to a warmer weather state a long time ago, he said, I went to the game. He goes, we were up in the upper level of Arrowhead. He goes, it was absolutely miserable. He goes, but I'm glad that I went. He goes, my face was still frozen by the time we got off of 29 to uh, go to Lincoln there in Nebraska City. He goes, I went into, I think he said it was a Casey's. I'm not sure what it is now. And he goes, nobody said a word, but everybody knew where you just came from because everybody's face was frozen and it looked like it was bleeding. (laughs) Dude, yeah, no, no. That face paint, shut up. (laughs) Well, I mean, look at look at Mark. Did you go to the Wisconsin game last year? Uh, no, I don't. Okay, so what this is pointing out is that Mark is a wuss. Did you go to the Mark is gonna Mark is gonna survive? Did you go to the Iowa game in fifteen? No, God no. Oh no, yeah, no, no. I did go to that one. I did go to that one. Tommy Armstrong wishes you would have. I went to that one, and I was up in the. East Stadium expansion, my my typical seats where you have zero protection from whatever the hell the elements are, and that that sucked, man. <laughs> that, was that that was that because everybody, everybody was standing on ice, you know. Oh. Uh, yeah, that was that was a rough one. Yeah, look, but I, but I, I understand I, supporting I, your team, but like when it's like literally a wind chill advisory and literally like don't go outside for more than eleven seconds, you might lose an arm, <laughs> like. I don't know if I want to stand out there for four hours. It's yeah, it's five, probably. It, it is a little bit miserable, but I mean, I, I like supporting my team. I think we'll see a day in the NFL. I mean, we've already seen that, you know, games are on uh, streaming services, a playoff game. I wonder if we'll get to a point where the NFC and AFC championship games will be at a dedicated site so that mm. you can guarantee good weather. I hope yeah. they never do that because I think there's – there's the, the drive to get home field advantage. And if, you know, you're Kansas City compared to Miami, win your division, okay? And then you can play in a stadium that is built to bake the opposing team. Yeah, Brandon comes in, going to be negative 18 at kickoff. Yeah, it's going to be miserable. It, it's going to be it's going to be awful. And, uh, you know, and, and that's going to be the storyline and whoever is able to deal with it. But as long as there's no wind, right? 
We can all yeah. deal with the cold as long as there's no wind. Wind is evil. Wind <laughs> is evil. Good luck in the Midwest. <laughs> yeah, Drifting is evil. Uh, Gary Sharp with us, the Iron Horse, Hail Varsity Weekend Edition. It's Sharp, a dry cold. A, it's a dry cold. It's there's so a lot we can spin the wheel with. Uh, we'll kind of get your take on wrestling and basketball here in a little bit. I want to go to football with you. And um, did you say res- Did you say wrestling? I said yeah. wrestling. Wrestling. Oh, yeah. yeah. There, I thought he wrestling. said Wesleyan at first. I was like, there, we're going. My, I just let the pups in from outside, so yeah. it's cold. Forgive me. It's good. It's um, too bad they've been out there since five. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not the case. Thanks, so, nice job, Vic. <laughs> <laughs> Homer Road jersey today for the Vic. Uh, <laughs> so let's talk Portal and uh, Nebraska's additions. Is there – one of the many additions you like most, the best need or get Nebraska had this week? I don't know. They've been aggressive because they have a sense of urgency and the window has opened up for them to be good next year. I mean, I don't run away, don't run away from a potential top 10 defense, but on the offensive side of the ball, Banks is a big pickup along with Nayor. If Nayor can get over the mental hurdle of getting back on field, but Mazuka is a big, big spot because yeah. You could look at Nebraska's offensive line, guys. And here's the thing. In the portal, would you guys agree? Their portal activity basically has pinpointed starters for next year. Mm-hmm. Yep. These aren't yeah. these aren't depth fillers. These are starters. Mm-hmm. And I think when you get a guy that's already played in the SEC and has 700-plus snaps last year in the SEC, and he could slide right in at a guard spot where you're, you've lost a, a, a guy that's been a multiple-game starter for you, I think that's huge. But I also look at the offensive line. Nebraska, for the first time, not this, hey, I'd like to play eight guys. Nebraska on the offensive line could have some legitimate depth for the first time in a while. Hmm. Across the board with the five, you know, they still got to build up the tackle position. But I I think they they are getting to eight to nine guys where it's not just we hope, it's we trust. And that's getting an offensive lineman because you got to protect your guy at quarterback. I think that's, uh, to me, that's the biggest pickup. Yeah, and you have a few different styles and options. You're right, Gary, because I, I feel like right tackle, Benner is s- sort of locked down. Mm-hmm. Uh, ben Scott at center, probably locked down. That's kind of it, though, right? I, I think both guard spots are – it's truly open competition with Latovsky, with Mazkua, with um, maybe sliding Corcoran in, with Evans, Evans Jenkins. Jenkins, right? So you have some you have some options there. Piper, if he comes back, doubtful, but if he does – uh, left tackle, you still have uh, Prohaska. Corcoran, of course, f- figures into the mix based on his pa- – so, yeah, you do have don't, a lot of options. And don't sleep on Sam Sledge. Well, right, yeah. He's got some of those yeah. cats, and right? Then you have, and then they really like – I think this was a subtle move. Um, and remember, his body is still young, but it's a big body. They are very encouraged and very curious on what Roquan Buckley looks like against Nebraska's mm-hmm. number one defensive line in spring. Shake yeah. Shack, right? That's he was, you know, yeah. Buckley did not. That that wasn't a good position for him. He, no. he got washed. He got washed out quite a bit on the defensive line. And but he's got a he's got a real good frame. Um, one of the better frames on the team, to be honest. I mean, he he is he's physically gifted, but that was not his spot. That no, was not his spot. No, but instead of throwing the guy away and all of a sudden he's in the portal, they say, you know what? We like his footwork. We got to work on his hands uh, and his hips, but we think he can be an offensive lineman. And you remember, that's not easy to sell. So that that's one thing I, I will give credit to Rule and his staff. 
they have a good job of selling their vision of, okay, it's not working out on defensive line. That's why you came to Nebraska. And, and I know defensive line is a position that, man, you want to play. But if you want to continue to play after college, let's look at offensive line. And to have a young kid, and, and Roquan is still young, to go, no problem, coach. Let's go over there and look. I think that shows a lot about their communication skills that keep guys engaged and keep guys retained and keep guys fighting for uh, positions. Here's another thing that through the portal, guys, have you found it interesting that almost every guy that has come to Nebraska out of the portal at some point during their interviews, they mention NFL. Hmm. Have you picked up on that, guys? Hmm. Well, it's a selling point, first and foremost. I mean, you've got a lot of the staff that came from the NFL. But Rule really, I think, appropriately so, pushes the fact that most guys that he's coached that get to the NFL get a second contract, right? It, That's one of the, the downfalls with Belichick yeah. as, as when he moved on, his first and second and third round picks since 2016. None of those dudes got a second contract. I mean, are we looking at a couple of guys on the offensive side of the ball that could be draft picks in the 25 draft? I mean, you could have two two offensive linemen that, you know, Nebraska, what, Farniak and Hymas were in the same draft, but that's, what, three years ago or so? You know, you could have a guard and a tackle who they believe are NFL guys. I, I truly believe they think Banks is an NFL guy, you know, whether he gets drafted or not, but they feel like he can play at the next level. All of a sudden, they're talking about guys that, you know, we want to have here where they're successful. And then we want to start stacking up NFL guys. You know, mm-hmm. that's the biggest thing with their quarterback. It, it, you bring him in. He's got to leave as a guy that's getting ready to be taken high in the draft. I just, mm-hmm. that was just an observation because we don't, we don't, we, we talk about the NFL, but we, we don't really hear players talk about the NFL that are new here. These guys are all talking about going to the NFL. Mm-hmm. Gary, do you see any guys on this roster currently that you think, potentially down the road, maybe not in 25, maybe some younger guys, but could break that, that first round draft drought for Nebraska. Ooh. I don't know. I don't know about first round Elijah, um, but I think they're going to start to stack where you could get four to five guys a year. Um, I'll think on that one. I, I mean, ideally, ideally for the success of Nebraska, your quarterback is a first round pick in about three years. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one, defensive side of the ball. I'm really high on his his potential development. Prince Will. I think yep. Prince Will is a guy that a couple years down the road could be maybe not a first-round guy, but a, a top-of-the-draft type of guy uh, as, a, as an edge rusher. I'm really encouraged by what he was a, as a freshman. And if the development of a Matt Rule program is what you, he says it is, that's a guy that's going to be a, a first, second-round draft pick somewhere down the road. Yeah, I think a guy like Cam Lenhart, too. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, guys that wa- So here, here's the thing about development is – we, we, we like to talk about like the three-star guy that develops and turns into a really good player. You know, Nebraska is getting some guys that are highly thought of and, and get some acclaim from websites is they walk in the door and they stay at that level or they take a step up. Those are the guys that move on. I always, I always talk about the 90s teams. Yeah, that they were a great development program, but they had some dudes that came in as dudes and left as even better dudes. And those were the guys that were going on to the NFL, along with the guys that came here that were not as well-known and developed and became NFL guys. Gary Sharp's with us, the Iron Horse. It's Hale Varsity Weekend. Sharpie, how do you feel about the direction of the offense? And When I asked that, you, you pinpointed the, uh, the starters or perceived starters from the portal. 
and the experience on the offensive line. I want to get your take, though, on just the direction they go. You've got Sat, and then, you know, after we got off the, the show last week, you have uh, more talk about Dana Holgerson. He was in town checking out wrestling, whether it's a co-coordinator or an analyst spot. You, you've got uh, some some names in Pittsburgh that, that have ties to rule that who knows at the NFL level, offensive coordinator wise, what Nebraska adds to their offensive staff. Are, do, you, do you think we see a, a better offense, a more consistent offense, more help on the offensive side of the ball? Yes. Now here's, I mean, I, we all kind of think we know what they want to do offensively, but they will play to the strengths of Dylan Riola. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's how Rule is building his offense is what is the strength of the quarterback, and then that's what's going to look our offense is going to look like. But you don't bring him here to hand the ball off 45 times. Right. Um, so the situation with Holgerson, and now it's a week later that he was here, uh, and, 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 I, and I got this on my show, and I know people have asked you guys, well, what's going on? He was here and he left. So him and Rule have talked ball for a while. I mean, they, they've known each other for a while, and they like talking ball with each other. And – you know, I think there there's interest. Um, they would like to have Dana as part of the Nebraska football program, but it's okay if Dana takes his time because remember he got fired from Houston. So yeah. I, I think they're going to give him some time to just relax, kind of decompress, yeah. um, and then decide what he wants to do. But Nebraska has a major interest in him, and I think his interest is mutual, which. You know, we try and figure out what kind of a role it would be. Um, you know, if it doesn't happen in the next week or so, don't get panicked. I think, you know, if it doesn't happen in the next month, then it's probably not going to happen. But but don't don't get don't get excited if it doesn't if it hasn't happened right away because they're giving him some time. But both sides, both sides are very, very interested. So the problem on offense is they didn't have a lot of creativity and rule readily admits that. So you have added players to your roster that give you options at certain position groups like wide receiver and running back. And you add another body and you know, what should be a a potential starter or at least a a major rotation guy on the offensive line. Um, And then I think things will fall in line on what they want to do and figure out the offense, but what Dylan Riola's strengths are, that's what the offense is going to be. What Dow Dow's strengths are, that's what the offense is going to be. And I think they'll build it around there. But they like where they're at, you know, moving forward on offense, whatever they're going to do with personnel. There's another thing to keep in mind here, you know, and, and they report today. School starts on the 22nd. They're getting going right away in winter conditioning is there is that thing coming up in June with the NCAA that they're going to vote on. Can analysts be on field as well? Mm. So everybody kind of in, in, in the college football world believes that that's going to get passed. So that could change a lot of things. You could have additions to Nebraska's staff over the next few months that you go, well, there's not a spot for them. Well, in June, there could be a spot for them because analysts can go and work on field, which I think would be great for college football. But, you know, at this point, I, I think they're going to they're going to have an offense that uh, is going to be vertical. They're going to throw the ball down the field. Of course, they're going to run it. Um, I don't know. It, it, it's curious. The spring football, guys, is going to be one of the more fascinating springs that Nebraska has had in a long time. One, because of the lure of the quarterback, but also Nebraska's 2024 roster is essentially here for spring. Look yeah. at all the early enrollees, whether they're portal guys or or they signed. 
Nebraska, when they roll out for spring football, outside of like a Caleb Benning, for example, um, that's their 24 roster. So they can get a head start on things. And, of course, on defense, those guys are coming back. Most of them, year two, they don't need to teach them a 3-3-5. They just need to refine the 3-3-5. Um, so, I, I mean, the whole thing is Nebraska's in a good spot right now. They just need to get to the field where they turn the scoreboard on and see if they can get validated for what they've been able to do in a short amount of time in the offseason. It's it's uh, it's interesting because it feels like you can reasonably expect the defense to be as good or better going into year two. I think it's a reasonable thing. Yeah. Offensively, yeah, I mean you were rock bottom. Oh. It, it feels like it feels like you could be you could still be bad but better. <laughs> I, it, knock on wood, I, it's it's hard to imagine they would be worse production wise than last year. So if you look at those two sides of the ball coming up could be kind of a, a different situation. You Now, you mentioned Dowdell. I want to get to him in a bit, but first, Stefan Thompson. That one is very interesting to me. So he played for Tony White a couple of years ago, started as a true freshman, and was super productive. Yep. I, I think he is a direct replacement for Reimer in that he's also, even though he's a middle linebacker guy, the way he, the way uh, White likes to use those guys, sometimes he'll line them up on the edge and, and have him uh, – have him come after the quarterback, and he's really good at it. Do, do you expect Thompson to be an immediate starter and immediate contributor? I expect him to be a contributor. I, you know, the, I was at the Outland Banquet the other night, and I'm, I'm looking at Reimer and Henrich, and, and, and then, Schmidt, you brought up Ethan Piper earlier. Mm-hmm. That injury, Ethan explained, he, he basically tore the alphabet of his ligament. So, Ugh. you know, he's kind of a, a wait and see on – wanting to come, not, not, you know, coming back because he's got a long road ahead of him, but back to defense, I'm looking at two guys that have played a lot of football at Nebraska. And I'm thinking they've got some young bucks at middle linebacker, but do they have a guy that can step in and, you know, they don't drop down. When I look at Thompson, the only thing, Mark, I don't ever see any film on him playing middle linebacker. I look at him he's coming off the edge a lot. And I look yeah. at him. Doesn't he yeah. guys, doesn't he seem more like he would be a fit for that Jack position where you have Borders Maybe. and Sherman at right now? Maybe, maybe. He, and he's a different build, too. He's only 6'1", 250, something like that. But he's sudden. He's quick. He's, he not, like, he's not like a big bowling ball type. He looks like he has a, a, a great eye for the football. Like, yeah. you, can, you can see that right away he knows where the football is going, that he's very studious. Like um, Prince Will. And he's got way. some good closing speed. Hmm. AZ Hunter, <laughs> love you. Uh, the main issue. It's been a while uh, since we've been we've been tipped. I mean, we, we got uh, we, we got to read towards, this for the folks that are listening. No, towards the end of uh, the new the old year, uh, before we took our little hiatus, we had money being tipped and thrown at us. And Elijah, did you ever collect that? Is there a uh, is there a bank? <laughs> so if someone tips us money, how do we collect? I think we keep collecting, and then we throw some sort of party. Sometimes I do we absolutely enough. We'll With throw Nebraska, a listener party. Yeah, we'll throw a listener show. party at, at Nebraska's bowl game next year. There you we go. all can come and congregate. Hey, do you guys yeah. know that we will – This Brought to you by Cornhead Logger. Yes. <laughs> Elijah's making a great point here. Elijah, we can't hear you, but you're on yeah, mute. You're muted. Like, you can hear me now. You yeah, can hear now. me now. Yeah. First the main time issue ever with been... bringing Ada Holgerson in is he could be jealous of Schmidt's magnificent head of hair. Thank you, Arizona Husker. Yeah. Uh, we had to read it for the folks on the stream. Yeah, yeah. Well, I would hope that you would read it. If somebody tips, they get immediately read. Absolutely. Well, yeah. Yeah. Stop in mid sentence. We, we, yeah, we go through. We go through. Yeah. Right. It's good. You make it rain. Where, where were we? We'll read Forgive your me. thing. 
we're, we're, we're talking defense. We're talking yes. defense. And I, and I made the point yesterday on the Hill Vargas 2 show. I think whenever you look at the defense, the, the, the biggest question mark that remains, really maybe among the, the entire team, in my opinion, is that defensive backroom now with Nebraska going and, fi- and filling their holes on the offensive side of the ball, maybe at linebacker as well with Thompson. Where do you think the, the biggest question marks remain with this Husker football team as we enter 2024, as you look at it on a position-by-position basis? Do I have to stay on defense or can I go back to offense? You can go back to offense if you'd like. Well, let me let me add one thing about defense, and and I, I see where you're going, Elijah, defensive back. Here's two guys that don't forget about because when they were healthy, they were in a good spot, Deshaun Singleton and mm-hmm. Dwight Boodle. Mm-hmm. Those are two guys that got hurt that Evan Cooper was like, whoa. When they broke camp, Rule thought that Singleton was one of their best players. Yeah. Um, so you know where my worry is, and I can't wait to get to spring ball because I can't wait to see how the wide receiver room um, fills out with some older guys that can bring the young guys along, and all of a sudden we get to see a Bell and a Doss more, and you're competing. You know where my biggest concern on this this team is, along with middle linebacker, hmm. is quarterback. Por qué? Expand. Okay, they have their quarterback <laughs> for 2024. Yeah. Then what? What happens in May to go get another guy? Because – Got an answer. That's a very young quarterback room. That's a very – Talking about Talia? By then the draft is over. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. here, here's here's what you do, Sharpie, and, and give me your thought on this. Um, if you don't like what you see at quarterback or your confidence isn't high, all right, what 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 did my two young pups in Harburg do in this spring? Yeah, how, but I think how much progress did they make? Yeah, and, I think I think that's the you know, you they're they're in the mix, um yes. of course. But I think you you know, just because guys get dinged up. Now, they're not going to run the quarterback 20 times a game anymore. But, you know, they're going to – you know, you, you you are an injury away from going, uh-oh. So, I, I think you add a veteran guy. I, I think, like, like Banks is – Banks is a starter, but he also strikes me as a mentor. That they right. say, hey, Malachi it Coleman. Like it. Malachi Coleman – hey, Jamal. Malachi Coleman is a guy that we really like that has a huge upside. But we got to teach him that every play matters. Can you, can you do it for us? Because he'll listen to you because you've been around the block and you're trying to get to the NFL and we want him to get to the NFL. Boom, there you go. Can they find that kind of a guy at quarterback down the road for that room that is like, I'm coming in to compete and I'm going to drive those guys, but I get it, I get it. You got you got a freshman that's coming in to start. I'm, I'm the typical NFL backup quarterback that is very supportive, that's going to work hard, not going to mess up the quarterback room, and if need be, I'm going to be ready to go. So quarterback actually is like my concern because of the youth in that room and you're an injury away from going, oh boy, here we go again. And and maybe also having to change your offense a little bit. Well, Gary, while we're talking quarterback here, the news of the week, Casey Thompson off to Oklahoma. How interest do you, or how real do you think that interest, that smoke was uh, about a month ago? Maybe a none, little less now. None, none. I think the interest was, does he still have his place down by uh, the mill in the uh, hay market? Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I think I the interest was was decent or intriguing from Casey to coaches. I just wonder how Casey's teammates were with him coming back. That's 
Schmitty, you hit the nail on the head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hard worker, hard worker, productive player, but talented. I mean, he's going to his fourth school, dude. Yeah, I, I know. Come on, I mean, come on. He's on come the on. Garen Sharp UNL plan of going to school for seven years. Like, I mean, what are we doing? They're called doctors. <laughs> Isn't that crazy that Casey Thompson is older than me? Yeah. Whoa. Wow. That wow. Is a that's crazy. Yeah. That was, it's a little crazy, huh? That's amazing, Eliza. For Elijah, for your age, you're very talented. Congratulations! Yeah, 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 thank, you. thank you, thank you. Since I, I graduated and, and got out into the workforce, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's kind of what you did. You got a bright future, kid. I gave up my dreams and got a LinkedIn. Hey, can I go back? Can I go back to something? <laughs> can I go back to something about defense? LinkedIn? Yeah, um, So here's here's something that uh, I had a conversation with uh, actually the other night. There's and and I think you know the schedule on the back end is going to challenge you with some offenses that are more dynamic. You know, Nebraska we wasn't facing Don Coriel every week in the Big Ten West, but they were able to you know learn as they went. And so there's they're going to be challenged by by a little bit more dynamic offenses as the season goes along. And they could you know could they be a top ten defense? You know, last year they were just outside of the top ten, and there were. Uh, a handful of teams in the Big Ten that were top ten defenses. Here's one thing that I can't, I, I think is pretty important with veteran guys coming back on defense. And you guys, your observation, you can tell me if uh, I'm right or not. They had fun. That was the thing that was. Yeah. Told, like, I, I asked a question, and they were like, "You know what? It was fun playing defense last year. You yeah. know, it didn't take very hard to learn. Um, coaches, you know, they were they were excited to teach it, and we grasped it right away. We had fun. It was a joy to play defense." And I'm curious on, with that said, and a spring with essentially your starting 11 on defense and starting and backup 11 that are going to go through spring, what jump they make on defense. Mm-hmm. You know, we saw at the end of the year, they kind of wore down a little bit, especially on the run defense. Yeah. Um, are they going to build some depth so that doesn't happen again? But I really think that defense has a chance to be with a difficult, with a more difficult schedule, still top 15. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they're top 20, you, your head's above water, correct? Now, you're going to, a couple big things are going to happen in the middle next year. Knock on wood. Remember, Ty Robinson was coming off an injury. He wasn't really in shape until about midseason, right? And you saw how much of a factor he was late in the year. And then now you have Nash, who went down to the wrestling program to drop significant weight because his whole thing was, I mean, he's got enough strength to burn. He could lose 30% of his strength and still be above average for his position, right? He's superhuman level strength to where if he can just trim up a little bit, get a little quicker, a little more athletic, which he did this year. So if you have a healthy Robinson and a trimmer and quicker Nash, they're going to screw a lot of things up in the middle for teams. (laughs) I mean, because they they did that some last year even. So if if you have that, that means you're probably getting off the field sooner means you're probably not going to wear down later in the year you're right gary i think i think it could be a it could be a very good like lights out type defense they have that potential they have that potential they were number 11 in the country last year have the defense grow a little bit and be as stout and not have some late game leaks is the best way to put it is is i guess the progress get a quarterback that can make some throws take care of the football and keep um, keep surrounding this young guy who you think can win the job 
with yeah. talent around him. So it's not all on the true freshman. And that's what they kind of have decided to do in the portal with not only helping upgrade the wide receiver room with the, the veteran presence, the mentors, Gary, you're right about that, but I think it's coming together. I mean, I think here too, is a, is a, if I'm rule, I'm looking at it as a, as a build, but I think it could be a fun build uh, in year two with the schedule and the talent they have. I mean, the well, arrow's going up. Riddle me this real quick, too. I, I think one of the more impressive resurrection projects I've seen at Nebraska in a long time, you have to go, I think you have to go back to like Philip Dillard. Um, it's Tommy nice. Hill. It's Tommy Hill. Tommy Hill was a liability on Frost's uh, last team. He was a liability. You had to take him off the damn field. You just could, you couldn't keep him on the field. He was not interested in hitting anybody. Just couldn't do it. By the end of last year, he looked at, even even against Iowa. I think you all will remember the play I'm talking about, where you know quarterbacks throwing kind of across the field on an out pattern. Hill was giving up say I don't know two three yards, and his closing speed, you just you just don't see it at corner a lot. Like he's got he has a chance to become maybe that lockdown type corner. And if you have that too, you can take away the best receiver. You got some dudes up the middle. Just am I putting a little too much stock in in Tommy Hill here, Gary, or do you think he's truly been resurrected and kind of like refurbished and and he's he's a yeah. dude now? Um, I don't know. I want to wait and see. Like he's he's in that list of guys that have to take the next jump. We can we can sit here and be encouraged and excited about a potential top ten defense. But there are like Nash has got to be better. Ty Robinson has got to be better. There's guys that have to make that jump. Like Javen Wright is a guy to keep an eye on, guys. Yeah. I think going back to our earlier discussion about NFL, he's a guy that with his position and his size, man, he's a guy that could be NFL, but he's got to take a jump. It's That's why spring, I think, is important for the defense. I, I mean, I kind of want the defense to just dominate the spring hmm. um, because – you know, guys are taking jumps. They're getting better. That would be a great sign. Here's the big thing with Rule and his staff is they believe that year two is when guys really pop. You know, for guys that like like Chubba, the thing for, for Chubba or any of the, the portal guys that were here last year that maybe didn't, you know, jump off the page is they're like, we think year two, you'll be fine. You know, they've always talked about year two. Well, I think they've sped up everybody into year two, including the program as a whole is that we're all ready to pop and make that jump. And if you hang in there, look what's going to happen in year two. But there's across the board, there's guys that had a really, really good year on defense. But if they have the same year, aren't we kind of disappointed? Yeah, it would be a good year. Like if if Ty Robinson has the same year, we'd be like, all right, that's good. But man, I'm thinking if Ty came back, he came back for a reason to make that jump. And if Mm -hmm. he makes that jump, I mean, watch out. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if... The, the hope there is that he makes the same kind of commitment that Sue did. Not, the, not that yeah. I'm not saying he's going to be Sue. Sue's one of the best in the history of the game. Um, but he made a conscious decision to be great after he got the NFL, yeah. after he got his NFL report back. You know, his NFL report going into, I believe it was his junior year, because he, he thought about leaving. He, he put his hat in the draft. He didn't tell a lot of people about it. But when he went into, uh, Going into his junior year, they said he can't use his hands. They said he can't pass rush very well. Uh, so it kind of lacked lateral quickness, things like that. All stuff that became hallmarks of his game, <laughs> right? Yeah. And so I think it. So, but it took a certain level of commitment. He he lost probably twenty pounds. He you know he really got after it. 
I, I just get a sneaking suspicion that Ty is going to make us a, a similar commitment there and could really uh, could could really improve. I don't know why else he's coming back. Yeah. In, unless he's going to do that. Right. Um, we, we said we were going to get to Dowdell and we didn't. Let's go back to running back real quick. Uh, I look at him on film. I don't necessarily see a can't miss starter. I, I don't necessarily see that. I see. I think he's kind of like a Gabe Irvin type. I think he's kind of like, he reminds me a bit of like a Darren Diedrich. He doesn't have breakaway speed. He's got pretty good moves. He's very physical, very physical. Uh, so he'll be really good at that. But I don't, I don't see it. Do you see a can't miss number one tailback out of that pickup? Yes. Right, right away? Yes. I, I can't believe you. You, you, are, you just put him in the category of Darren Diedrich. Yeah. Come, come on. No, 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 Go no. Go look at no. his film. No, no, no. He gets hopped. No, he no, gets no, hopped. no, no. He, no. Have, he can't break no, away. No, no, no. So, he can't break away. Dowdell, he's a one-cut running back. When was the yeah. last time Nebraska had a true one-cut running back? Now, Amir? Okay. Yeah. Now, you got to do something after that cut. I'm with you there on Mark. Yeah. But this He's guy, not as fast as Amir. This guy has – well, we're not comparing him to Amir. I am. Okay, then you can compare him to Amir. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> He he is if if he's not one of your top running backs, then he is then, one of your top. Yeah, you, he he's, he's probably your, he's probably your day one starter at running back. Mm. Why does everybody count out Emmett Johnson? No, 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 we're not counting out Emmett Johnson. And I'm with you. I, I don't know why. And and remember, I was not on board with Emmett Johnson. I've come mm. around. I've thrown him his flowers. He proved me wrong. Good on him. He's he's gonna get carries. But in terms of Nebraska having a true three down running back. They got that guy. That guy, that guy went to high school in Mississippi. He went all the way out to Eugene. And then he said, Nebraska is the right place for me. One thing I, mean, I like. I okay. mean, Mark, Mark, you love Ibex. I mean, you were going to name your firstborn Amon. Okay. <laughs> when, when, a, when a guy no. that has no connection to Nebraska starts reminiscing about guys from the 90s. Oh, you're like, man, give the guy the starting job for the next 10 years. <laughs> but with that said, he's a one-cut guy that I think has something that the running backs currently need to be better at is vision. Okay? Mm, yep. Now, that's got to be taught day to day. Is like the vision of you see things, you anticipate things, boom, you're in the hole. I see that. I don't watch a lot of his Oregon film because there's – There's, there's really, not a lot of it. Yeah. But go back and watch him Which in high school. Which tells you something. Which go back and watch him in high school. And that's why I like him and what I think he can do in this offense. Well, Mark, let's let's turn it around. Do any other running backs currently in Nebraska's roster playing five games for Oregon last year? Mm, maybe not. Maybe not. But here, here's the thing. I just don't think you have in that running back room. I just don't think you have. <laughs> let's see. The roster is better. But you know, like, see, okay. Um, Thank you, just, Gary. <laughs> Can you tip us too? <laughs> Gary, Probably. Gary in the comments. This Gary like, in the comments. <laughs> Gary just Gary just broke the fourth wall. He's commenting on his own show. Hey, 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 one before you go any further, because I think it was last week that we got into this Irvin discussion. I, I, that's an, that's also another big injury that he has to come back from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wait, who's I, this? I said this a month ago. I think Gabe Irvin could make a great fullback. Yeah. Yeah. See, I, okay. See, Gabe Irvin has been, I, I think you just got another kind of Gabe, Gabe Irvin type. I, I don't think it's a bad thing. I'm not saying Dowdell is trash. What I'm saying is that I don't think Nebraska has that can't miss three down, no doubter type dude like Amir. I just don't think they have that guy because Dante 
What I do like from his high school film is that he did run a lot of power stuff. He ran out of the eye. He ran toss. He ran counter. So he's not he's not necessarily just that shotgun zone read type. So yeah. he's used to getting downhill. He squares his shoulders. He's got some stuff there. He's physical. Um, but he, you know, I, I just don't. He's not. A, he's he's getting hawked by like Mississippi DBs in high school. You know, I just he doesn't break away. But he could be effective between the tackles. He's one of the dudes. I just don't think they have the dude at just be right just now be able to run the damn ball when you when you yeah. need third and three is is really yeah. all I give a crap about. Well, here here's the thing. Listen, here's listen the thing. Dion's telling me I should give up now. You just watch, man. Mark my words. Mark my words. Huh. Huh. Uh, I don't pun know. In, pun intended on the mark. Yeah, like that. I, Elijah, I, my words. I can't wait to have this conversation in August with Ukrainic. Let's go. Um, let's go. But here, <laughs> here's, what, here's what you guys have talked about. I've talked about the great unknown about this offense is we don't know how it's going to elevate guys with a competent quarterback. What's it going to do for the offensive line when they have a better feel of when the quarterback's going to get rid of the ball or mm-hmm. he's not going to hold it too long or what a good running back does for the quarterback or what the quarterback does to elevate the wide receivers because he's throwing them open or he's throwing a good ball or when they get open, he sees them. That's the mystery of this season that you can't put your finger on until you actually see it is how do guys elevate each other? You know, how does the, the offensive line all of a sudden may look better with a competent quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I mean, they all, they all have to go hand in hand. That's why I'm encouraged by Nebraska's plan in the portal is Riola fell back into their lap, and then all of a sudden you said, that guy can be really good, but I don't want him to be the miracle worker. We will only go as far as the the 10 on the field with him. Yeah, And then then you just roll the dice, and you're like, man, if we get what we think, we're cooking with peanut oil, but what do we do to improve the 10 around him? And you look at the wide receiver room, you look at running back, you look at offensive line. They have taken care of that where they have have constructed the roster into options for a quarterback who day one is going to be your starting quarterback. I mean, there's no denying we're, we're in an, we're, we're in an era right now of Nebraska football with a quarterback that we don't know. We've never seen this before. I mean, last Thursday guys, his dad is calling around to the local recruits that have committed to Nebraska or are already on Nebraska's roster that live in the area. And he's saying, Hey, we're going to have a throwing session down in Lincoln on Thursday. We got a couple of recruits portal guys that are here that, that Dylan's going to throw to. Do you guys want to come down and be a part of it? Mm. What's what's mm. going on? What, what's going on here? I mean, that's just that rally the troops. That, yeah, right? that's, that's great to see. Yeah. But you know, it's just uh, I, I think we're gonna everybody's gonna have to complement each other on the offense. It can't just be you know the quarterback that all of a sudden just takes over and he is you know your miracle worker. It's the balance of being giddy about what you have at quarterback and also the the realization of the patience you're going to have to have, but you can fix that patience by building the other 10 around him. Mazkua. Last thing. Sorry. Mazuka. Mazuka. Mazkua. Mazuka. Why is, why are there like two C's right after the Z then? It's, it's crazy. The guy's name. We got to figure that out. We got to figure like by vowel, you know, by vowel guy. Hey, Mazuka. hey, hey, hey he, you, you keep knocking him. He's going to show up your front door. He's going to treat you like that Tennessee defensive back. This is my, <laughs> that, was, that was a bad moment. This for, is my uh, point. For Tennessee. This is my point. The dude's like 335 and he, he's a, he's a run blocking extraordinaire. Um, I, I think 
I think that upgrades your run game significantly. Look, he started at Baylor. He started at Florida. He's going to start. Like, do you think he's going to ride the bench behind Latovsky or Sledge or Evans Jenkins? I think he starts. You pair him next to, say, Ben Hart, that right side will be be pretty mean. Do, do you expect that, too? Do you expect just the addition of him? Because he's nimble, too. He's not just some road grader. The guy, he's, like, athletic. Yeah, I think you can get him out on some pools and all that. Um, the amount of I, money I, I would pay to watch an inside run drill of Mazuka against Nash Hutmacher. Oh. <laughs> That's a good call. That's pay per view. It's mm-hmm. nice. Mm-hmm. Sharpie I, I drastically hey, changes that here, run game. Here, here, here's one other thing I thought about because I can't get Mark's love affair with Gabe Irvin out of my head. Do you, <laughs> do you think in 2024, Nebraska football might bring back the screen game? They need to. Will Nebraska yeah. have a quarterback and a running back that they can play just simple pitch and catch to run a screen game with these road graders out in front? It's been Come too on. long since I've seen a good old-fashioned swing pass, Gary. Maybe they can bring that. No. The still on hold. Come on, Ramir. The, the, the screen game with Mazuka and Scott, I think you've got some athleticism, don't you, Sharpie? A healthy Ramir. A healthy Ramir. I, I think you just have a quarterback that probably is going to be able to play pitch and catch. Yeah, there's touch. I mean, that's yeah, that's 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 a big part of it. Where then you be then you have a comfort level of okay, if we run this, we know that it's going to be at least the first part of it will be executed with just getting the ball out of the quarterback's hand into the running back, and then let him do the rest with the boys in front. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sharpie, real quick, uh, as we wrap. We always say that on this segment, and we. No, I, I got to take. I got to take Junior to to work because of the snow. So <laughs> tell Lazari's, him to walk. No, Lazari's yeah. uh, is where the the monkey will be a little bit later. So, uh, okay, cold on, character. It, it does. Uh, <laughs> thought on Nebraska basketball and, and and Husker wrestling last night. Kind of a, a thud after a pretty exciting. We're going to end the show like that. Jeez, Chris, it's sad. It's depressing. You know, uh, it's, re- it's real. <laughs> You're I mean, reality. <laughs> I, I I think you know Iowa is Iowa for a, a bit for wrestling, mm-hmm. um, and they they won a couple of key matches. Uh, you know, I, I know a lot of people focused on Nash. It looked like Nash kind of ran out of gas last mm-hmm. night, which is fine. Um, but Iowa is, you know, one of the top teams in the Big Ten, and Nebraska wrestling is good, but you just got to build your depth on the roster on that standpoint. It's unfortunate that with the snow last night, because I was going to be there, the Vanny would have been packed. Yeah. I mean, it's a great atmosphere. Iowa supports their wrestling program like none other, and why not? Um, they're a national championship program, and Nebraska wrestling has great diehard fans. It would have been full. That's too bad. But, I mean, you're not going to – I don't think Mark Manning's waking up this morning. And, and by the way, great interview that you two had with him earlier in the week. And, and he's waking up and going, boy, there's our season. I think he's like, you know what? Iowa, Iowa's Iowa's Iowa. They're a little bit deeper. And, and they won a couple of key uh, matches throughout the night. Basketball, that is Nebraska on the road this year. They don't play defense. They have trouble running guys off the three-point line. Look at Purdue. It's a make-or-miss sport. You can be Captain Obvious here, but it's make or miss. Look at Iowa hit threes. Purdue hit threes. If Nebraska's not hitting threes on Tuesday night, maybe that game's a little bit different. Um, It's just they go on the road and their defense goes out the window. And I was really disappointed by the start. Yeah, they rallied. But then they they just look 
like they hadn't seen a zone. It took them about 10 minutes to find seams in the was zone. just saying that. Yeah. yeah and, we were talking but, about that. And, and I knew, I, hey, I said on my show, I said, this might be like an 89-88 game, but you got to find a way to score 89 because I know you're going to give up 88. And they got to fix that on the road. I don't think it derails them because Fred's done a good job with this team of they respond and they wash things out. But sure. I'm, glad, I'm glad that they were uncomfortable last night and they were disappointed. And they got a little bit of time before they go back on the road. Um, but, you know, they're still, they're still in, the, in the mix of chatter about the NCAA tournament. Remember, it's January 13th. Here's the thing you got to think about. I don't think the Big Ten's going to get their seven, eight bids. I mean, I think maybe the Big Ten is a five or six bid league. And I think three of those are already accounted for in Purdue, Illinois, and Wisconsin. Ohio State's there. You never know what's going to happen with Michigan State. Northwestern which comes to town next Saturday. So you got to take care of business. First and foremost, you got to win at home and then you're going to have to sneak a couple of games on the road, but boy, you got to, you got to shore up your defense on the road because that's an issue at Minnesota, Wisconsin, and now Iowa. And everybody in the big 10 sucks on the road this year. So far, there's only Wisconsin's the only one with a winning record on the road in conference so far. Um, Wisconsin in, in some projections, I mean, Purdue's your number one overall seed right now, as we talk, January, but Wisconsin, I've seen as high as two. So it's one thing to, to lose to Wisconsin like you did last Saturday, right? They kind of did what they wanted. They're really good. But for Nebraska to just not look interested defensively or just settle offensively, I think that's what's pissed yeah. off a lot of Nebraska basketball fans this morning. Yeah. Yeah. It's the ghost of basketball, of Nebraska basketball pass that you were very leery about last night. Like, if Tuesday night got you over the hump and you're like, man, here we go. And this team is different. There's a different vibe. And they're a good T-E-A-M. It's the ghosts of Nebraska ball past. You were not expecting to win last night because Nebraska doesn't do that. They're, if they would have won last night, that probably would have been more convincing than beating Purdue at home. Yeah. Well, it's a follow-up, you know? Yeah, yeah so. but, but they, they have another opportunity. They cannot drop two in a row against Rutgers. But it's weird. We've all broken down like this season now in four game stretches. And if I would have told you, man, okay, you got Wisconsin, you got Purdue, you got Iowa, and and then Indiana's in there as well. If you can go two and two, I'll take it. But doesn't kind of two and two in that stretch make you go, oh, yeah, could have been three and one. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not going to panic. I might be a little bit uncomfortable if the defense doesn't get better against Rutgers. But that's a good offense they faced last night that hit shots and. You know, they really you had, did. You, you had no answer. And tip of the cap to Iowa. They can play offense. They don't normally play defense, but they threw that zone on. And that was a that was a mystery machine. You uh, shocked about Saban. You shocked mm-hmm. about DeBoer. Um, Saban, no, maybe now. Yes. But you could tell. And I'm glad that he brought up. I, I, I it's because of my age. You know, people are it, people are asking. Same thing happens to John Cook. Kids are like, hey, are you going to be here for all four years? You know, what's going to go on? And, you know, they're asking Saban that. And he has to be honest. And I'm glad he was real. I mean, sometimes Saban is this like figure that we go, oh, my God, who is that guy? He's not real. He kind of gave you some reality of I'm 72 years old and this is a grind. Um, (laughs) I'm not surprised with DeBoer. And I will tell you this. I think the game of college football needs more Kellen DeBoers. Mm -hmm. Guys that don't wake up on third base. But as they round the bases, they learn something at every stop. And yeah. that's a DeBoer. Yeah. That's a Leipold. That's a Willie Fritz. Guys yeah. that didn't show up and they were a coordinator and they got a big-time job because their boss left or retired, 
They started mm. grinding as GAs, film guys, and they worked their way up. And at every stop mm -hmm. where you don't have the luxury of 50 people that help you on a daily basis, they had to learn things and put them in the toolbox that have made them better football coaches. Leipold doing what he did from Nebraska to Omaha to Wisconsin Whitewater to Buffalo to KU. We see the result. DeBoer is the same. I like the outside-the-box thinking by Greg Byrne and also his honesty with his players is we're going to get this done in 72 hours. He got it done in 48. I think football-wise, it's a really good hire. But there are other things about the SEC where you got to have some swag and you got to be able to be a jerk. And mm. DeBoer doesn't strike me as a jerk, but I'm sure he's going to learn pretty quickly to be a jerk. I think it is a really good football hire. But again, college football benefits when we get more Kellen DeBoers and Lance Leipold's that are in key positions. Yeah. Amen. Gary, last Start thought here. Actually, give me, uh, before I go down to the sports book, your NFL lock of the weekend. Ooh. I would say, well, A.J. Brown Ooh. just got ruled out for the Eagles. So Ooh. check out Tampa, that Tampa, line. Tampa. Yeah. Um, I, would huh. say, I would say the Steelers plus 10. That weather's yes. going to be awful. There may not be a lot of points in that game, and you never know who Josh Allen is playing for. That's a good yeah. take, but I so refuse the, to bet the on Mason Rudolph. Steelers and the unders. <laughs> yeah. I refuse hmm. to bet on Mason Rudolph, so that, that's a good thought. Yeah, but you're getting, you're getting 10 points, though. But you're also but betting against Tomlin. By, but he's coached by yeah. Glenn Thomas. Yeah. Oh, I, see, I, I see what you did there. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I'm not touching it. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. Sharpie, stay warm. Have a great call tonight with uh, the Mavs, all right? Hey, thanks, guys. As always, I love this conversation. I will see you Same. guys next Saturday. Appreciate it. Godspeed, Gary. Thank you. Dal Dell for Heisman.